Hey, I'm Nishit. Hello, I'm Natraj. You're listening to N2N Podcast. We talked about the food delivery business, the current players, the market size, the different types of business models, and how the food delivery business evolved from being an aggregation of restaurant information to delivering food to your house. If we take a step back, I would like to understand what you think about the future state of this business. If you look at the future, there are already some trends that we are seeing. The companies are adapting. For example, Grubhub is trying to be the SaaS solution for the restaurants. Square Square is in the game by being the POS system of the restaurants and trying to become the one-stop shop where all the food delivery companies can have a single portal to integrate with restaurants. So even I'm assuming that they also want to play the SaaS game that Grubhub is trying to play. Uh, the similar thing with Meituan in China. And a, a simple extension to the current logistics network would be extending their delivery network to deliver other stuff. That is one possible extension. And Postman, for example, plays a slightly mixed role. They're trying to be logistics company, a generic logistics company, then a food delivery company. Um, and other than that, there are some trends that you can identify. For example, Delivery Hero in uh, Europe has started what is known as cloud kitchens. The cloud kitchens, they are providing them to the, restu- the, to the most busiest restaurants in their platform. So that right now, a restaurant cannot right, or vert- vertically expand itself because the, you can't immediately get... Uh, a rental space just during busy hours but what delivery hero has done and this is going to be a bigger trend in future is to provide cloud kitchens to these restaurants and and that too in peak hours so let's say there's one restaurant in london which is getting too much demand on their platform platforms can identify these restaurants and give them this information hey these particular product of yours are receiving high demand and they're just not ordering because the time taken to deliver this because there's obviously time taken to cook and then deliver right and the longer the cook time the longer the deliver time so if you can have a bigger capacity and we can provide a constant time of delivery you would see much more sales and hey you don't have to open a second branch but you can just use our cloud kitchen I think this is one of the trends that is right now happening in Europe. So it's not some far-fetched idea. So that's happening. And there's obviously the technology concept of it, right? The robotic kitchen uh, ideas. And the robotic kitchen ideas, there are slight trends that you can see. For example, there's a company called Cafe X, which is purely robotic coffee chain. I think it started in uh, San Francisco, which is making coffee. So instead of baristas and Starbucks making coffee, the robots actually make the coffee. There's still two employees or one employee to manage the robots and as a customer uh, relationship management. You can actually see the robots in action actually making the coffee. So I think that is another bigger trend uh, that you can see. Uh, in fact, the robotic kitchens are so evident, there's actually... Because if in China, like just love how U.S. consumes a lot of pizza. In China, people consume a lot of hot pot. Uh, there's a restaurant called uh, Heidi Lau. It's a completely uh, automated restaurant. Robots are actually delivering hot pot. So you are given whenever you enter a restaurant, 
enter the restaurant, you're given a tab and you can choose what you want to order, just like you do on a hot pot. And you can choose your choices and mix and match. And an actual robot actually mixes the hot pot and a set of robots act like servers and they deliver you the food. And there are obviously there are assistants, there are assistant servers, which are actual humans. Uh, but you could, when you see that video on YouTube, you'll actually realize that, okay, this is actually going to be reality because these are not future predictions. These are some things that are already happening. They're being experimented. And uh, uh, there's another trend which also being experimented, which is basically the Amazon basics version of the restaurant business. It's basically white labeling of uh, your own brand uh, when when you are in a marketplace business. For example, Amazon, when it had enough data on the products that are being sold on Amazon, they came up with their own individual brands like Amazon Basics, for example, in electronics. And they have like 100 unique brands right now in fashion, which people don't realize that they're owned by Amazon. The basis of those creations are basically the incredible amount of data that Amazon has from their suppliers. Now, Uber Eats, Grubhub, DoorDash, One all have the data of what are people in Seattle having on a Friday night. They have an incredible amount of data that they can use to leverage and create their own restaurant experience. They don't have to actually create the restaurants, but they can create cloud kitchens, what is known as cloud kitchens or dark kitchens, which are essentially being run by either the restaurants themselves or in this case, the platforms can start opening up with a curated menu that they already know will be successful. And there will be versions of this experimentations. And one of the first experiments of this is actually been done in done by Ola in India, which actually didn't turn out successful for them for different operational reasons. But I think that's going to be another future trend, which we will see a lot more. And, uh, Another proof for this trend is going to be big is Travis Kalanick, who is the ex-Uber CEO, has invested in a company which is actually doing cloud kitchens model. So he's basically extending what we would have done inside Uber. He's doing it outside Uber. So now these cloud kitchen companies are going to be, it's, it's a mix of robotic kitchens plus it's a mix of uh, V-work, I would say. You could give, you could provide a space. You could provide a kitchen space where the chef just comes and works there for like five hours during the peak time and create his or her own individual uh, restaurant branded by himself. And he only does cooking because his orders are taken by Uber Eats and his workspace is taken by Uber Eats or Grubhub, who is providing the cloud kitchen on the platform. And all the thing he has to do is pay a subscription model for this cloud kitchen and just cook. So this this model will open up to an entire new category of people who can pursue careers of becoming chefs without going through the hassle of opening a restaurant. Because now opening a restaurant means getting legal permission, getting you know, your own equipment, which is capital intensive. You might not have as much as capital that you want. Now, you don't have the leverage of knowing what will work and what will not. You cannot experiment. You cannot experiment for say, hey, I'll experiment for two, three weeks on as a part-time gig. You cannot do right now today in any restaurant. And you cannot experiment restaurant as a business unless you are willing to take huge capital losses. 
so that will open up huge amount of careers for people who are interested in cooking and then you can imagine a place where it would eventually become like a youtube for cooking right you will see new chefs coming out of these cloud kitchen co-working spaces where everything is managed by marketplaces and the people who are coming there are just cooking the delivery is taken care by uber eats and whoever is providing this co-working space is providing them the equipment all they are doing is paying the subscription fee and there's a live streaming going on if you're that good a michelin star level cook you're also live streaming on the platform itself and you only work when you want to work and because that's the whole model that's over over time will end up in right you only work when you want to work and you're not dependent you don't have to start by working in some back alley kitchen somewhere where you know you're working for minimum wage and you have to struggle for 4 years to save up minimum amount of money so that you can get a loan from a bank so that you can start your small restaurant but instead you're suddenly someone is giving you a cloud kitchen space where you're just started working and you can experiment with limited amount of capital and actually test your talent and people who are interested in that food will actually get good food who do you think would be like the biggest winners and losers in such a scenario because if you think about what youtube does for pe- for videos there are a few channels or a few influencers who pretty much capture the attention of a lot more disproportionately a lot more number of people so with universal access towards with a minimal fee if you get a universal access towards the infrastructure the delivery system uh to basically go and cook um it will unlock a lot number lot more number of people to go and try cooking who do you think would be the biggest gainers and losers in such a scenario in this particular idea i think if you want to full fully sketch out the idea right the idea is this it's a we work like space but with cloud kitchen equipment there is state of the art kitchen equipment of different levels provided for a subscription fee just like how we get a subscription from uh we work to have a desk space so that we can work on la- a laptop instead you'd be working on a kitchen space right that's the whole mo- that's the model that we are to just to put it in the context that's the model we're talking about so in this case i think the big winners will be the normal people because because now you have basically reduced the barrier of entry to becoming a chef right the next michelin star in this uh uh might come up come from this particular marketplace in youtube there's an effect it's because it's limited to the top owners or the top trending people entire in the entire country right there's a winner take all a uh, sort of winner take all even though it's not like one person is taking everything it's really hard to become like a um, person who's getting a million dollars from youtube that, that's still a still a very long shot if you see how many people are tra- starting their youtube channels and never making it big so th- it's still a long shot but when you compare it with an idea like this it it's like when people were working in ford and gm in the 70s and 80s like you had a full fledging middle class because the economics were like that right even the way ford behaved was like that but right now if you look at the marketplace business it's like winner takes all right and there's a lot of unemployment and inequality and a similar situation you could see you when you are comparing with youtube versus this new imaginary platform we are thinking because the people the person who becomes famous 
in one place will not eventually scale to another city he will be famous in that city so you are basically expanded the opportunity of expert chefs or per se or the top earners you have limited them to the city because the nature of the structure of business is so that he will not be able to expand after a certain geographical area even though he'll be famous maybe he'll go and do like a concert chef thing from one city and he might go on a tour going from one we work like space to another we work like space from one state to another but he's definitely limited by geography so a person doing a chef working in a cloud kitchen in san francisco is limited to san francisco however the fast the delivery is right unless there's a hypersonic new technology through which we'll be able to travel from san francisco to new york in half an hour until then he's limited by geography that means there's a much more scope for a lot more people to have an employable career doing this we've seen so many people who work in the back end kitchens with the dreams of becoming a chef or having their own business at some point but the economics are so tough in restaurant business people often don't realize this but economics of maintaining a restaurant business and the grit that takes into running a business and the sweat and grit that takes a running a business like a restaurant is huge and the cap- it's also capital in, in, in intensive if you don't have like 100k in your uh, bank accounts already so you can't risk it or experiment with it a lot more than you can and this these kinds of new platforms will give you an ability to experiment to switch your menu to try out different cuisines with a very minimal low barrier of entry the talented folks or the hard working folks can improve their talent and it and the most fun part of it is it can all be part time right you can only work on fridays and weekends you can only work during the nights if that is your thing so you are giving a new sovereign career that could be possible with this So if we compare it to companies like WeWork which are doing something very similar with trying to lease office space what's I looked at WeWork's S1 and I think around 40% of WeWork seats are occupied by the Fortune 500 or 100 companies so how do you envision chains like McDonald's Wendy's Burger King and all of these leveraging a platform like this potentially in the future I think that's a very interesting question and I'm not sure how it will play out obviously it's hard to predict how it will play out but the obvious positive thing is as I've said is it will result in much in many more sovereign chef careers uh but also yeah it could also help even restaurants and I don't think it would be helpful for a chain like McD which has much more capital but it will actually help this medium scale chains like you always have in sf or seattle like chains with three or four level restaurants right they can scale much more uh, vertically in during peak times using these kind of kitchens like deliveroo is doing in europe right so i don't know if the large scale uh, restaurant chains will have so much of benefit from this but overall small and medium is where i i see and i could be completely wrong on this where there will be much more benefit than the larger chains because the larger chains already have the capital and they're already in the business so they don't have necessarily a lot more advantage but and we have to see how the economics of it will evolve 
and how much demand is it going to be there or if at all it will eventually come up or not and this is one of the reasons i see why there's a need for a company like vwork because vwork is currently only doing basically leasing out a desk right but this should actually instead of acquiring so much real estate over long term across the globe some of the other companies should start thinking about spaces which are not accessible to common man today right a desk is accessible a desk is accessible everywhere i mean the why only thing we work additionally provides is a good solid wifi and starbucks is already that starbucks has good wifi and a good desk so you can go and work at starbucks instead of we work if you carry your own monitor which you have to carry anyways in we work or if you're paying the lower subscription so i think we work or a we work like companies should start thinking about providing spaces for individuals that are not accessible to them easily like for example if you want to be, uh, record music right or for example right now we are recording a podcast but why not they provide a podcast recording space with state of the art features where we can just go and talk for half an hour then there will be people who are good at editing who are working at that place they will just edit it within 5 minutes because they are good at editing now they you have provide employment for the person who is good at editing you have taken uh, out the hassle for us the consumers who are trying to create a podcast and the space is right over there so every week you go once and you can create different levels of subscription in this and this is just one example right you can extend this to artists right some people want to paint or people want to do massive art right or people want to create hip hop music like provide a recording studio why not we work do, do a recording studio because that's their essential model renting out working space they have to expand to working spaces that are not available before and that that is where this model has to go it just pure terms of enabling other individuals and that is where i think there's a niche i see like no one is exploring yet and that's a niche i'm predicting that will come up from some of these companies and there are some low hanging feature uh, fruits right like for example creating a podcasting studio is very low capital intensive with the current equipment capacity that we have but creating a hip hop studio or creating a music studio is slightly more capital intent, uh, intensive but even you can bring down the cost as you expand the market there is that that aspect to it how much of these spaces do you see becoming more like community centers while also satisfying your needs so for example let's say you you have an office where you go to work you finish your 8 hour shift or 7 hour shift and then you get off work but you don't want to spend time uh satisfying your needs like i'm hungry i need to cook versus you go to this community's place where you can eat food that's been prepared you you have you have kids they can play around you have some other activities that you can do like if you're recording a podcast you have a place to do that if you're trying to run a hip hop studio or you're trying to learn dancing you can do that how do you see that playing out with respect to food delivery or any of the we work office spaces yeah i think you bring up an interesting point like how do we bring people together on common causes essentially what it is about right how do you bring like minded people who are wanting to work on similar things together i think one of the attractive things of spaces like we work right for example it's very much used by startups and upcoming uh, small companies is because you get to meet and interact with like minded people and that is one of the attracting factors of spaces like we work and even all the accelerators are 
in WeWork kind of like spaces, right? WeWork is also partly an accelerator. Uh, so it would be much more vibrant than what it is. It will give an opportunity for people to pursue other interests than their current jobs with enough flexibility because I think that is right now missing in a lot of places in the world. Even though we are moving to a economy which is much, much more adaptive and like individualistic. Like individual is both being empowered, but at the same time, we don't have enough careers where the barriers of entries are lowered enough. I mean, even today, today is the best time where you can be yourself and pursue your individual creative pursuits. I think no point in history we have such amount of monetization channels per se for your art or for your science, whichever you're good at. Having said that, there is still a lot more we can do to exploit a lot more career opportunities that are possible. For example, like podcasting is now blowing up, right? And you are seeing new new opportunities coming up with podcasting or new platforms that are primarily podcast focused. There are companies which are being acquired and sold and, you know, new platforms to create podcasts. All this vibrancy is coming up because people suddenly realize that, hey, this is a valuable, uh, you can make value out of a conversation, right? You're basically creating value out of conversation. Now, if you think about YouTube, you're creating value out of your own life and it's called vlogging, right? And now you can make music in your MacBook or your mobile phone and it could become, theoretically, it could become the number one top listen song on Spotify. And because right now the collaboration effect is so much that you could possibly make the two and a half minute top listen song on Spotify. Like, for example, the Lil Nas X's recent song. There's an interesting backstory to that song that the sounds were picked up from this this new platform where you can record sounds. Like, let's say you're a musician and you're looking for multiple monetization opportunities. You can record different songs, sounds, and you can put it up on this platform and you can download them. And for $1 or $2, depends upon the popularity of that beat. And the person who made it got uh, revenue out of that platform. And the person who wants to make music is getting that a bit that he really wants. And a lot of popular musicians, small bits of music are floating around these platforms. And one of the ways, and this affected how Lil Nas X's new song has been created. And a lot of people don't know the story behind it, but that platform helped him create this music. So we will see much, much, much more individuals being empowered through these platforms. So even this is one such platform, right? If, I, if, if I've given you the state-of-the-art music facility from, let's say, when you are a kid, uh, and in your summertime, you are given access to the state-of-the-art music facility. You might become the next biggest, you know, Grammy-winning musician. So those are the possibilities that can open up with such kind of platform. And we'll see more and more platforms like this, which will enable individuals, just the individuals, to both collaborate and create value by themselves. And which will explore which will increase the whole market of what we think is valuable. Like even in YouTube, bizarre things get monetized on YouTube, if you think about it. Like the most bizarre things are being monetized on YouTube. And if you want to really see the bizarreness of it, I mean, bizarreness is slightly undervaluing it. I mean, 
value is basically in the beholder size rather than anything if you go into china and see how big streaming is like streamers in china are treated as movie stars right a game streamer i think uh, i was looking at a video on youtube where the game streamer is being treated as some sort of celebrity and people are tattooing his name and it's, it's a whole different thing going on there i forgot the name of the game but i think the there was some online game the winner made more than Roger Federer made him winning Wimbledon I think Yeah yeah it was Fortnite right uh yeah Fortnite by Riot Games uh, yeah that, that that's what I was talking about like individuals who are good at stuff will be valued and your biz, bizarre is a bad word but the minor skills or if you're really good at writing let's say you have a beautiful handwriting I'm sure you can exploit or exploit is also again a bad word but you can monetize it on youtube you can create a perfect course saying how to write and put it on 10 educational platforms for 10 dollars each and over time you can make enough money to be self sustainable i'm not saying you'll become a millionaire or a trillionaire but you can be self sustainable through exploiting your talent of writing really good and if you are really good at something because we always keep saying that you have to do what you like to do plus what you're good at doing right you have to coincide those two things and there used to be a third thing which can be sold which people think that it is valuable now the third thing can be eliminated right you can convert anything to value like most minor of the skills can be converted into value and you can find those thousand or 10000 people in the world because we can reach practically everyone in the world you can monetize through that 10000 people because you're best at it and people want to learn that skill and you all need is your 10000 or 15000 people to have a self sustaining life with doing what you are best at and what you like to do i think that brings us to an interesting topic of how do you show your individual skills how branding is important so that people become aware of you and how on these massive platforms you being one individual how do you increase your discoverability and how are you found yeah that that would be an interesting discussion I'm no expert at that but we can definitely discuss and brand is obviously one of my favorite topics to always discuss Thanks for tuning in today. You can find us on Spotify, Castbox, iTunes or wherever you get your podcast fix. 